Yo, 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 hello world. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Rich Podcast Network and our special series, Entrepreneurial Spirit. And we have such a divine spirit in here today. Hey. <laughs> we are so honored and pleasured to have you here with us. We have the wonderful, the talented Lana from Saul to Ray Wax in the building. Hey guys. <laughs> straight up, straight up, straight up. So I hate introducing people. I always like people to just tell the people who they are themselves, you know? Okay. And I could just steer okay. in where I steer in, like. Um, well, I'm Lana. The name of my business is Salteray Wax. Um, I specialize in full body waxing and um I incorporate wellness practices with it. So guided meditation, uh, sound bath, sound healing, um, energy balancing. And I just incorporate it into the waxing service to kind of regulate the nervous system. Because when you walk into an appointment like that, a lot of women have nerves. Some women have never waxed before. Some women are just like having issues with their body. You don't really know what people are coming out of when they come to do something like that, because it's kind of like, it's my self-care. It's what I'm doing to make myself better. So sometimes that's scary. And fear, you know, activates something called the parasympathetic nerve. I'm sorry, the sympathetic nervous system, which is the uh, fight, flight, or freeze. Flight or freeze. Yeah, so like uh, human nature is to, under fear or stress, is fight, fight, or freeze. So either I'm going to fight for my life I'm going to run away to save my life or I'm going to freeze because I'm paralyzed with the fear. Mm. And so the opposite of that would be the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. So that is if you look at it from an aspect of like our ancestors, um, the hunter gatherers. They had to leave out. They had to run from like lions and tigers and bears. And like, you know, like there was a way that life went that you needed that. That's a healthy stress, healthy, keep you on your toes, you know, make sure you still got it stress. But I always tell people like that's when the lion would chase you. And so but there was a time the lion would stop because everything had order and rested Mm -hmm. and digested the food from the day. So the human body is supposed to do the same thing. But we live in a culture where the lion is always chasing us. Mm. And so no one's really resting and digesting. The lion is always chasing us. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, 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 wow. With the sympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. flight, fight, fight, or freeze. freeze. Yeah. Wow, that's an interesting concept. Only because in my mind, I always think of in situations, it all depends on preparedness for the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so just imagine it's somebody who's coming into your shop who's never been there before. Like, it, there is no preparation for it. You, you know? don't know who you're getting. And you don't know what their story is. I know I can wax, right? That's the skill. I can wax. I can mm-hmm. do the service. But it's it's um it has a tendency to be a little uncomfortable sometimes because I'm actually putting warm wax on the skin and snatching hair from the hair follicle. So that has a feeling um discomfort but um the emotional stuff people have you know makes that worse and so you have to find a way to like really help them with that and and you have to be in a certain space to help them with that you know what i mean 
when you say you have to be in a certain space to help them with that, it makes me think about you're also consuming all of those different emotional charges as well. All day, all day. So how do you keep your mind right for just people who might need advice as far as they deal in a, they're in a business or they have a job where they have to interact intimately with people often? Like, what are some things that you do to just help you stay balanced when you're all constantly, constantly, it seems like maybe being poured into? Mm. Um, I find ways to rest. Mm. Um, and that I'm learning. I don't know how, you know, like I'm actively learning in real time. And I'm, I'm figuring it out because I don't necessarily have that balance like I should right now. Mm. And I can kind of acknowledge that. And so... I'm trying things on, like what really does help me feel better or help me feel relaxed or uh, put me in rest and digest. Like it's a feeling that comes with that. Like it's a physical sensation and change that you feel when when that part of you is activated. And so I've found ways like microdosing mushrooms and sometimes, you know, a little weed or something. But I'm seeking ways now that it's just natural Mm-hmm. And I don't need those things. And I don't need them now. But, like, it's just natural. <laughs> That's very deep. Only because I was writing last night. And I was writing, and this might shift the conversation a little bit. But I was writing about addiction. And they say the only way to rid yourself of an addiction is to lose interest in it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to lose the interest in it. But if it's an addiction, ain't it a, it's an illness. So how do you lose the interest in it if it's chemical? I think that's the kicker though, because drugs come in many forms. Mm-hmm. Like when I think of an addiction, I wasn't even looking at it from the perspective. It goes there. It mm-hmm. goes there. Like I say, um, a hard drug is a hard high, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, So you mean like gray area addiction? Like where people, it's a real thing I looked into because I'm real interested in sobriety. So, you know, like if it's every day after work, you feel like you got to go have a drink at happy hour, even though it feels like celebratory or deserving because maybe you had a long day or a long week, like it's every day for some people. And it's you. Your day doesn't feel complete without it. Like it cha- It like alters how you are experiencing your life because you are dependent on it for, you know, the cause and effect. Like I want to mm-hmm. go do that so I can get that. So I don't know. Like that sounds like gray area addiction. Maybe just like the little vices don't that don't stop you from working. Yeah, but I think that's the goal of every vice. Like. I say the the metaphor, not the metaphor, I don't even know what I would call it. I would say uh, the can't learn with it, can't live without it. Hmm. You know, like people okay. want to be able to be functional and be high. Like that's the goal. Like the goal is to be functional and high at the same time. But the goal, would that might be the goal, but I feel like the understanding should be that you can do that without anything. It exists. So that for me is what... I, I don't need it. I know I don't need it. And so I'm seeking that thing that humans have and possess that 
gives them that without it. But we're humans. Like we all still, have it. But but I need to I don't know many exemplars. You know what I mean? I don't like I mean I would maybe uh monks, you know, like people who are really uh not interested in the world that have yeah. this that have made the space for it. Yeah, I get you, but I think when again like when I'm talking about drugs, I'm not just talking about like Drugs that impact you in a physical way. Love can be a drug. You know That's what I mean? True. It's people find ways to find the affliction of their addiction. You know, like mm-hmm. that thing that becomes that thing that that becomes routine in your day. That mm-hmm. might not be the most productive thing in the world. <laughs> but it, but you would call it you would call that an addiction because I would just say that was maybe um, the thing, just something that brought you pleasure, but that. To me, like I have a very, I probably am a little biased because I come from a, a lot of my family had like drug issues. So I look at everything very black and white in the area. And I think you're probably just being more nuanced about it. And I'm probably taking it way more serious than, <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? But like, I'm from the same boat. I do you that. Know? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm from the same boat. Like we, my family dealt with it all, you know, child yeah. protection services, false My grandmother had 10 adopted children you know what i mean like the whole the the epidemic hit my community hit my city hit my community hit my area really hard Mm -hmm. but it also made me look at it in an artistic way Mm -hmm. where i always try to find like the relation to it to the other things in the world like why because it's not a problem. People don't have a problem with addictions as long as the addiction don't bring pain to others and yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. Like, I still don't think, I think that there's so many things that you can enjoy daily that feel like a part of your day that don't feel like addiction. Do you know? It's not addiction. Mm-hmm. It is like the part that we need. It's the human need for a ritual and um, a ritual that brings you pleasure. And like, I just probably maybe even have a bad connotation with the word addiction. Like I only attach it to one thing and I don't see any gray area in it because it's just been that serious in my opinion. Now I'm with you. And that's the, that's the thing I always go with with all words. Like I don't think words belong to the context. Like, I think I think every like I get into debates about capitalism all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think capitalism belongs to the West. Like hmm. I think it's other people who have created free market societies that didn't have a lot of the negative things associated with it that still perform like capitalist structures. Like you know, it's a book called Black Athena that talks about like the early comedic comedic creating harbors along along their situation, along the Nile mm-hmm. River and along the, the other coast, you know. So I'm looking at the word addiction and I'm like, man, like it has to be expanded because I'm still keeping the negative connotation because I feel like the type of addiction I'm talking about automatically incorporates pain. Like it, it comes with a cause. The that's cost what I is hear. When, when you say it, that's what I hear. The I cost hear. always outweighs the benefit. Yeah. But, but everyone has one of those things that the cost outweighs the benefit. That thing that's that prevents true. you from developing as a human being 
in the, in a way that's organic and genuine to how you want to move and how you would if you've never interacted with this thing, you know, like. So that thing doesn't make you move how you move, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's just more of a part of you. Like when I think of an addiction, even if it is in the context you're saying it, mm -hmm. it's still like external. Like, you know what I mean? I'm talking about the benefit you get from it. Like that's who you are. That That is what... Um, I don't know, like, I like juicing. I like, you know, doing stuff like that. And I like doing it ritualistically, like daily if I could. Or I like the preparation of it. I like, I really adore the process of getting something from one thing to another and it being so good for me. That I would never say that's an addiction. I would just say, like, I, like, that brings me so, that brings me joy and it makes me happy. But I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, addiction's not the word for me for that. Yeah, but is that like, I think it goes into a different category when you start talking about manifesting things. What like, you mean? You manifested the juice. I made the juice, yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm talking about true external things, things that yeah, do not come tangible. from you. Like, like, things that are literally like outside of you. Like, you can love what you do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And how you do it. But when you love foreign objects that endanger your trajectory and, mm -hmm. and knowingly endangers your trajectory, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whether it be spiritually, whether it be economically, whether it be whatever, like you still have to like put those into a category as why do we need that type of benefit? You know, when, when that pure benefit exists. I get it. I'm going to have to think about this some more. Yeah, I don't even know where it came from, but it, it came from somewhere. <laughs> I but I was just about thinking about like the sympathetic, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. Like just rest and digest, you know, like rest and digest, rest and digest. Be at ease. Be at ease. And that's a feeling. Like when I play the bowls, I have a service called a balanced Brazilian, and also have something called a mind body luxury Brazilian. But both of them incorporate sound because these women have come from whatever their days and weeks were. They come lay on this table. It's, you know, they have to disrobe in some way. Mm -hmm. And it's just vulnerable. And, like, it, in, it induces feelings, like, you know. And so we play the bowls and, like, I can see, I can physically see the moment where, like, it all just fall off. You know, where, where the relaxation kicks in. You can literally see it. And I walk them through the breathing. And it's just like, when they get up, they, they'll be like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that was real. Like, yeah. I didn't know I could feel like that. And so that's why it's so important to, to do those things. Yes, yes, yes. The, the body is a powerful organism in itself. Mm -hmm. The body is a powerful organism in itself. And the our... When we can start to, the more we understand our body and the way it reacts to everything that it experiences around it on a daily basis, it really can help us in avoiding, like. I think waxing does that for people. Like, what? just like experiencing what is perceived as pain differently. Mm -hmm. And like, really, you know. I worked at another wax place before I opened my own business and 
It was kind of like the McDonald's of wax and everything is the same. It's like um, they just turning them out. It's no real mm-hmm. in-depth services. And like you could see like people just coming in there and coming in there and they're just leaving and leaving and leaving. But when you take time with somebody and you see that you can shift the gear for them, mm. you know what I mean? Like waxing is an, an experience like that to me. That's real. I, I I would say the same thing about in my profession. It's that moment that we have. That moment we have together can transform like how either one of us look at the entire world. Mm-hmm. Or even look at the entire, look at the day. Like mm-hmm. I have the ability to change somebody's mood when they walk in here. Like they could have booked this appointment two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mad as hell that like something just happened and even though something just happened, I still have to I still have this appointment. You know what mm, I mean? I gotta like, go. I I gotta go. I'm gonna lose my deposit. You know what I mean? <laughs> they like, don't wanna lose some money. <laughs> and then they come in here and it's like I'm smiling ear to ear. Mm-hmm. And it's like that everything'll be okay. You change their day. We can change days. And we can also ruin days too. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's for everybody. That's for everybody. Especially because it's touch. Like you touch people. Mm-hmm. Like physical touch, that is really real. Like you got to check yourself before you start handling your folk, you know? That's real. Because it seems like the body is always vibrating. It is. Always. Like the body's always vibrating. Like from that heartbeat. Mm-hmm. From that heartbeat, it just, it's like the engine and the body's just always vibrating. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you, and when, I really believe in vibes. Like, I really believe in vibes. I really believe in the power of sound as well. Like, mm-hmm. how sound can change the way the body vibrates. It can mm-hmm. speed it up. It can slow it down. Or mm-hmm. it can just harmonize it to with, to the energy around it, you yeah. know? Like, and that's why, that's why I asked you about, like, what are some of the things you do to just help you with consuming that level, that many, consuming that level of intimacy and and that exchange of energy. One thing though I can say is that I'm beginning to really try to lean into my humanity more. Mm, like humanity. instead instead of like my descriptors. So mm-hmm. like black woman, this, that, all mm-hmm. that. Like I'm really curious about my humanity. And the more curious I become about it, the more I learn about it. And the less I'm attached to the things that it makes me more attached or more understanding of other people's humanity. So there's grace in that. And so it's, you don't take it on because, you know, they're just having an experience the same way you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's like you have compassion and you have empathy or you have understanding and, you know, you feel, you feel with them, you feel for them, not necessarily with them. And so you, you know, like you don't take that on. I don't know that I take it on because I, I'm i having my human experience and we are all doing that at the same time, even in this moment. Like we both, this is different for both of us in some way. And so like- Or maybe not. But, but you know what I'm saying yeah, though? Like I guess you. We, we are doing it all at the same time. Exactly. And it's whatever it is for us individually. So it's, it's like I don't necessarily take it on sometimes because I'm just like, you know what? That's crazy. Or it's something I went through and I can relate. And I'm like, well, I've been there already. So I'm talking to you from the other side of it. And I don't have no more feeling. of I don't have anything else for it except the wisdom that I took from it. And I'm giving that to you. 
Yeah. So. That's an excellent perspective to have on it, you know. I always like to ask, you know, because it's, people are dealing with just their whole life. <laughs> like, this is. This... And the, the, I don't know nothing about it. Don't know, don't nobody know nothing about life. Mm-mm. We are guessing every second of the day. Facts, we are guessing, and sometimes I just feel like we're guests. You know, like <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a visit. My boy, my boy Yashua, he he would always say like, just remember, bro, you're not from here. You're just visiting. Mm-hmm. You're not from here. You're just visiting. Like that perspective actually helps me with. When I think about the idea of like expanding my brand and scaling my business, mm-hmm. the fact that like I'm human, I get to make all this up because everything I'm experiencing that's not real is made up. Mm-hmm. And you know it's real. The sky, the water, the trees, the birds, nature, that's real. Everything that exists around it is something somebody thought of and just it's the juice. It's the juice. Yeah. You know, so like I'm that it's extreme. It's like an extreme relief because like it's extreme. It's extreme relief. Right. But ignorance is bliss, too, because like you said, the lion always chasing. Mm -hmm. So like when you see these totems, these manifested totems, some of the functions of these totems are ideal for your um, freedom to create your own totems. Like there the institutions, the systems, the structures that exist that just make it very hard for people to people. Yeah, but like that's why you create your own though. Facts. And the people who have created their own is is good, you know. But the people who are stuck in the world, who are lost in the world, you yeah. know, like I always find myself being Allured into this idea that what what can be done to help them. You you think about that a lot, like how can you contribute to make the world a better place in that way? Like no. you feel like you feel like they you feel like they can be helped. I don't. All right, I always have to watch what I say. In Me this too. Topic, <laughs> yeah. You know, just keeping it real. Because that like, will go. Like- <laughs> I want to watch what I say, but I'm not really trying to save nobody. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to protect the future, like for yourself. No, nah, not for myself, but for my juice. Oh, you know what that I mean. That makes sense. Like I'm a creator. Like I'm a creator. I create things. Like mm-hmm. God gave me the power to create things and people. And like I need to manifest something that's going to nourish my people. You know, mm-hmm. so that it's a safe space. It's okay. Everybody's lost. Don't nobody know, but we need a safe space to be lost, a safe place to explore, a safe place to discover things, a safe place to just really interact with ourselves in a real deep way, in a real judgment-free way, in a real in a in a in a way that just unlocks that part of you that just doesn't believe that anything is impossible. But that that sounds like you can save somebody, or you do, or you will. Like, I know you said, like, I'm not trying to save nobody, but, like, that is a life-saving thing that yeah. you're talking about. I'm with you. I'm just so saying. So is it just, like, you feel like you're not here to save one person. It's just, like, for the collective, and that's where your 
work in? No, that's just for my collective. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I'm not one of those, I'm a nationalist for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I I have no gripe with calling myself that. But at the same time, it's like my nation isn't connected to any race, gender. Mm -hmm. My my nation is for my my people. Mm -hmm. Like, my people, all of my, I got all of these god kids, all mm-hmm. of these nieces and nephews. Like, I need to create a place for, for them. them to be lost. You yeah. know what I mean? Somewhere, I need to create a place for them to find themselves. Because, like I said about the community that I come from, like, while you lost in that world, you end up in them streets, you know what I'm saying? In one way or another. And once you end up dead, like, that's it. And you might not ever get the opportunity to find yourself, you know? Like, we all are sparks, you know, and the beauty about life is that you have the ability to, to make your spark shine bright. I got to put this behind my back. My back hurts. <laughs> it's all good. I just, um, I went running Wednesday, wore my ass out. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I was doing good. Wasn't having no pain. Did not have any business doing Amen. that. <laughs> I Amen. didn't. Pain equals gain. No, don't. It hurt. Like, that shit hurt. And I just want it over with. That's right. Pilates has been helping with that, so I'm going to keep doing that. Or So you, I see you really been on your health kick. Yeah. I'm going to be 39 in November. Wow. And so I got to... I was thinking the other day, like, I've been healthy my whole life. Mm. I never even had, like, a broken bone. I get sick, I bounce back. I ain't never really been sick chronically or anything like that. I've had the flu a few times. And I have been so wrapped up. I had spent so much time wrapped up in all the shit. I, can I go? Mm-hmm. Oh, all the shit I was going through, all the things that were distracting me. Like I didn't even, I didn't even give credence to my body for getting me through it. Yeah. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was a miracle because the body will shut down. Uh, yeah. Like it will stop. People die of heartbreak all the time. Facts. And I spent a long time with a broken heart. And just disappointment and all this stuff going on. And I didn't even give my body the credit to say, damn, look at you. Get straight up. And so now that I haven't been going through, uh, that's not my life anymore. That's not how life is. I'm like, damn, look at you. You know, like you still still here. You still here. And I ain't doing so bad, if I must say so. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so real. I have, I said, you know. When I get in my 40s, like the stuff I'm doing now is not for now. It's for mm. 10 years from now. I feel like black women age in decades. So all the things I was doing at 28, that whole decade, if there's any imperfection or perceived flaw or sign of aging, it's from that. It's from those habits. So this is for 50-year-old me so that, you know, I want to have vitality and vibrance you know, and still be young and spry, even when I'm like in my, you know, winter years. That's fire. Yeah. That's fire. I really like this idea of like saying thank you to your body for getting you through it. Yeah. And positive affirmation has become a big thing with me mm-hmm. because I really feel like it's it's key to just having that esteem to step out here every day. Do you say I'm like, in, do you have like a way you doing like in the morning or something? <sighs> <laughs> My mornings be lit. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. My mornings be lit. My mornings be lit. Like I yell. I wake up to the same song every day. What is it? Money, 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 money. Oh, okay. Money. Man. Some people got, <laughs> got to have it. Hey. Every day. People. <laughs> <laughs> like that's every day I wake up to that. So then I get up, I start, I like, I be dancing in my bed, dancing in my bed. Then I get up and I just start yelling. That's good for you. Like, who good? Who great? Who do it better? Like, I, 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 start, I start getting real hype, real crunk. Like, because I got to psych myself out. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a social person. So you be having to get to the get to the. Because I got, I can't, I can't miss, I can't miss the opportunity to have a good day. I actually, um, <clears throat> I embrace those opportunities to have a, a bad day. I think it's important. It's for for balance, and that's not to say that your way doesn't work. I'm just saying, or like say anything about your way, but my good days are great because I allow myself to kind of flow through whatever the valleys are. Like life got peaks and valleys. I've been in a lot of valleys, and I find that they have like rich soil lots of fertile ground down there and every time you get down there you plant a little bit you leave a little behind you come back and there's something there that's the wisdom those are flowers in your valley and so i pick them bring them to the peak and like my good days and i have more good days than bad Mm -hmm. but they good they they good (laughs) real good i'm gonna keep it real i don't be having bad days i believe you bad things happen Mm mm-hmm but can't nothing really mess up a good day or just being here. Like I get it. A chance and a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like a chance and a choice. Like, I'm working on it. We working on it. Yeah. We working like real talk. Like this pillow is firm. Like what is it stuffed with? Like oh, what's in here? That's the secret sauce. <laughs> oh my god! The secret sauce, Rich yeah, Girls pillow at a ninety degree angle. Available on richgirls.com. Yes. The lips and the teeth. Swear to God, it's yeah. the most premium, premium, it is. premium, premium, premium pillow on the market right now. Yeah, that was that's real. Like I can talk. We stuffed that with Billy Goat Cotton. Nice. Billy Goat. Billy Goat wools in there. Yeah, I'm sorry I keep moving around. It's just I'm trying to, my back. Get comfortable. So my we chilling. We chilling. And you know, I, I actually agree with everything you're saying. I just always, when people talk, it just moves me oh, to stop. Oh, back. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, we, that's, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. You know, like, it's really crazy because I'm just like, when I hear people speak, I never, I never disagree with anyone. The what I would say is that it makes me when people speak. I'm also thinking of like, in what ways, like, what are the nuances of this? Like, what are what are the nuances of this wisdom? Mm-hmm. So that's what you when you hear people speak, you agree. Even if you agree, you still are looking for something else in it. Oh yeah, because. It's always a disagreement once you get into the details. That's you know? true. That's like, true. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've I feel like I 100% agree with that and I just have never been able to put that to words cuz that's like a feeling. Yeah. Like you be like, "Damn, like that makes sense." But, you know, it, I don't I 
I that's why I don't, I don't get into a lot of conversations about politics, about religion, about whatever, because I don't care what party you from. If you go to a Republican party event, mm-hmm. you're going to find a whole bunch of people who don't agree with each other. Mm-hmm. You you start getting you start going to like all Muslims not the same, all Christians mm-hmm. not the same, all Yoruba not the same. Like, like nobody is a monolith. Nobody. nobody is a monolith. It's a variety mm-hmm. to every construction of every type of social group in this world when you were talking about like letting go of the woman and mm-hmm. letting go of the black, letting mm-hmm. go of all of that. Like yeah. And just being. And just being. Like, just being. And I don't mind you recognizing me as those things. Mm-hmm. I don't mind you recognizing me as those things. Like, I don't mind you accrediting things that you can clearly know and see mm-hmm. about me to, like, try to understand who I am, you know? Like, yes, I am a black man, mm-hmm. right? I am a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to get canceled, like... I am a black man. I am not denying my race, you know, mm-hmm. like I would never deny my race. But at the same time, like my African heritage is just a piece of a bigger puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's like when you start getting into somebody's astrology, you just can't stop at the sun sign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to know where the full chart is at, like mm-hmm. to really understand somebody like, I the being your race is just a a piece of the charts. It's mm-hmm. just a component of all of the different things that made you the person you are today. What does being human feel like for you? I'm not a human. Well, what is you? I'm just visiting. Okay. Like I get it. I'm just visiting. It's but a you trap. in a vessel though. Like your visit is this body's not mine. Like that's why I thought it was dope when you said like Thank my body for getting me through this. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I'm inhabit. I mean, I'm inhabiting this body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but like you said, you you mm-hmm. are inhabiting this body, but it you don't see it as you. You just see it only as the vessel. Good. I just gotta treat this vessel good. Right. I gotta treat this vessel good. That's what like, I mean. Like by treating this vessel good and using this vessel for good, mm-hmm. I believe that God will allow me to inhabit another vessel in the future. Like, I truly believe that with all my heart. Do you care what the vessel is? I, yeah. And how do you you think you have any power in which one you acquire? No. Oh. I don't believe in free will. What you want to come back as? What I want to come back as? Um... I mean, I, I listen. I'm not like everybody else. I don't want to be an elephant. Like, <laughs> run me back as another human. What kind of human? Uh, keep me a man. Okay. Keep me. That's a, interesting as hell. Okay. Keep me an African American man. Okay. Like, if not, I'm working hard. Okay. I feel the same way though. I always say like I was, and I don't know if I should. I'm gonna say it. I don't mean it. I'm gonna say it. I wouldn't want to be anything else. Like, I'm so happy. I wake up some days, the, the source of the joy is like, I'm a black woman. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, that's cool. You know, that's like, crazy. And as I, right, I'd be like, I just woke up an Avenger. Yeah. Like, like, and, like. I, and then as you get older, that shit gets better. Thanks. Like, it gets, it's like, ooh. And mm. I don't know. Like, I guess I, I, I agree. Cause I, 
I guess I didn't think about what I, I don't think about sometimes what I want to come back as, but I always think about what I am here as. Yeah. And I just be grateful for that, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know what I would what I would want to come back as. Because animals, animals be having like wild life cycles and shit. Like, you know, like a butterfly's life is beautiful and all, but it's like, well, it goes from a, listen. Yeah, I don't know. Look, human me. Human you, okay. Human me. Or just to put me on another planet. And did you see the pictures that they released, that NASA released from the JWST? Nah. You got to see them. They're beautiful. I can't. Why? Um, we're gonna get into some uh, <laughs> Wait, controversial theories, bro. What? What? <laughs> I need to know. I have to know now. All right, y'all really, you really want to know? Yeah, if you don't tell me, I'm gonna throw up. Okay, so look, <sighs> I don't believe in space. Like, <clears throat> I don't believe in space at all. I don't believe that. When they tell us like about planets and stuff, I think it's stuff out there and up there. I think it's stuff up there. Well, what is there called? I don't know. I all I'm talking about is the branding of space, oh, like okay. and not necessarily space itself. Okay. Like I challenge the branding of space. The branding of so space. So you you believe? Okay. You believe there's something up there. You. And there's stuff up there with the something, right? Like yeah, the planet. stars and planets okay. and stuff. Ooh, but when they talk about people going to land on Mars. You don't I believe think, that? No, I think that we've discovered another continent. On, the, on this globe? On this globe. I feel like space is water. The ocean is largely undiscovered. It's like, it's as above, so below. Like that principle applies there. But... But because, when you haven't even discovered all of the above, though. Right. You'll never get to either one. Like, I did watch something because I was always curious about this. Like, where is the end of space, the edge? And they said they sent something out there. And I'm really going to have to now, after this, on my long Uber ride home, <laughs> I'm going to have to look up what that documentary was. But they found something got out there. And it was like just a wall of radiation. And I thought that was fascinating because, like, you can't even fathom what's out there, and then there's something that stops it. And what's past that is the question I have. But to your point about you don't think anybody's like landing on Mars, right? I just think it's the continent. I think what they call it Mars now is just a new continent. Well, I got, I feel like my conspiracy theory about that trumps yours. Okay, what's yours? Because I feel like if they are colonizing these planets, that's the explanation for the copious amounts of missing black people that just disappear. Yeah, that's 1,000%. But I think that's where they take them. And and I, I think that's where they take them. And like, it's some, it's some wild shit going on. Facts. But I don't think it's up there. I think it's another continent on the water. Like, they, when they discovered America, or when they found America, it was already people inhabiting the continent. Yeah. And they still called it the new world. But so do you think that... The satellites that are taking photos. So do you think the pictures we see of Earth are real? Like, I'm just asking. I think that the satellites are taking pictures of the Earth and calling it pictures somewhere else. Like, <laughs> So wait, I'm, let me follow you. You think- Follow me. Okay. You uh, think 
Say that. I don't even like getting everybody can't even get me into I'm, these. I'm trying to grasp this. So tell me, you think that the pictures, what are the pictures they're showing us? Continents. Continents. Yes. So like the pictures we see of these planets, you think are the, like I'm. The actual pictures of the planets are continents on, on Earth. Earth. On Earth that the Western world has this has found, but you know we got a baby step people into like oh the my my favorite saying is they told us the world the Earth was round so that we'd stop exploring. I you know when I'm in a I'm gonna have to rest and digest this, you know what I'm saying? Because like I didn't th- I don't I didn't think about that. I think I think. Probably you as a more, like you're a creative. I'd like to think I'm a creative too, but sometimes my thinking can be like really linear and just like I don't necessarily go to those spaces because I kind of look at it and say, well, A plus B equals C. But sometimes creatives have an ability to kind of jumble that around and it, it becomes another expression of the same truth, you know? So. Right. Yeah, we saying the same thing. We definitely saying the same thing. I'm a historian too, so like, okay, I know about when the Moors came through, uh, Mediterranean, Spain, and all those other countries, and introduced to them the clipper ship, and the clipper ship was what allowed them to sail across the Atlantic mm-hmm. and eventually discover the new world. You want some more juice? I'm about to finish this juice. Hold on, let's talk about this juice for a second. <laughs> Cause we got well, you got me into those <laughs> to that other stuff. Shout out to you for bringing by this juice. It is delicious. What's in it? It's a uh, carrot, turmeric, ginger, lemon, um, yellow, uh, orange bell pepper, and um, oranges. And I didn't want to drink alcohol, and I didn't want to just make myself some. So it's nice to not show up empty-handed to someone's face. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful. No problem. We definitely grateful for having you and definitely grateful for you listening to our controversial theories about (laughs) new discoveries on the planet. But it's like, why do you think it's the planet? I'm sorry. I'm just a little hung up on that. Like, why do you think it's not there? Like, what, what drove that? What drove that is that we don't know nothing. But what we know, we know, though. What we know, we don't know. What we know, we don't know. What we know, we don't know. Like, we we found out that the Earth was round the same time as the transatlantic slave trade was happening. Like, those things coexist. The finding of what they call the West Indies and us also saying that the earth is not flat, it's round, when homie still didn't go from Spain and end up on the other side. He still never did that. <laughs> like, but but the idea, so you can't just show me pictures. I don't want to see the pictures. I don't want to see <laughs> Like, I think it's cap. <laughs> like, I think it's cap. Like, I think it's cap. That's wild to me because I love space. Like, I love space and I love everything that I learn about it. And so seeing the pictures, I actually had an opportunity. Um, my wife works for NASA. And so I had an opportunity years ago when that satellite they sent up or the telescope they sent up was in um, production. And they had it up at NASA Goddard. 
uh, I had an opportunity to like see it before they sent it up. Like it's beautiful and like, but it's just wild because now it's up there doing the thing that they. It's the juice now. Or it's the new slave ship. That see, that's where I'd be like, yeah, maybe that's like to me that's feasible, because like even with like space exploration, like on a private level now, like how available it is to a certain demographic of people mm-hmm. and those people are historically known for <laughs> and the purpose the purpose of this is for travel yeah the and, fastest and way to travel is to go straight up in the air and drop down where you want to drop if you if you keep rising and landing on a curve like that you have to deal with resistance which is causing people slower times like th- how space and time that's the that's the only real science that exists true like the ability to manipulate space and time like the and distance like i can, if i can make up distance at a much a more expedient pace than someone else who is trying to get to the same destination then I am automatically in a more privileged and advantaged situation than them. Like sure. this is the beauty of wisdom. Like you acquire wisdom and it allows you to create a greater output with less effort. And that's and, a word. That's and a that, word. and that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Like you need great output with less effort. If you understand like how an engine works or if you understand how energy works, like you can produce a lot of energy, but energy also produces a lot of heat. Which means the more energy you produce, the more heat it produced, and the more likely it is to become combustible and explode. So efficient energy is about good energy, clean energy, energy that that is um that produces a lot of a, a lot of it, but it doesn't overheat itself, so it implodes. You mm-hmm. know, so like I'm seeing people like really, it's really time travel. This idea that I can get to L.A. in five hours. And it be they three. and on a plane, but somebody on a car in a car, it takes them however long it takes. Facts, mm-hmm. and if it's Forrest Gump, it's gonna take them half a movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's it's all of these types of things that manipulate this idea of time, space, and travel. And it's the scary thing is that wisdom can look a lot like witchcraft, like if you are looking at it in a closed-minded way, mm-hmm. like. If you're not understanding that the things that we're creating on the technological side are defying the laws of nature and gravity. That's not, that's unnerving for me. It is. Because I don't want to be that detached from like myself and the and the thing I have to live on. I feel like a lot of the technology is just really separating us from what's going to keep us alive. And I do think like some of it's good for just making the world a better place sometimes, but a lot of it just makes me nervous. Like CRISPR, like that makes me nervous. What? CRISPR, the gene editing that they have now. They've been working on it for years, but um, it's kind of, I'm not even going to get into that part of it. The problem is it's supposed to help people with these genetic disorders where they take out one of the codes of the DNA or whatever and replace it or do they remove it and just remove? No, they replace it with a healthier one. So that said, if you have 
um, a predisposition for like maybe colon cancer, then they can go find that, um, I guess, genetic code and replace it so that you, I don't know if it completely eliminates your chances or if it just greatly reduces them, but like, that's cool and all. And you can save lives and all, but like, what about in the wrong hands, which most things end up in most things like that. And people are creating like superhumans and like master races and things like that. Like that just, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Cause it has a, like everything, there's duality. It can be destroying our ancestors, man. Explain that. What are genetics? What are they? Yeah, like genetics is literally like passed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Like generation. So you think that something root. like that is destroying? Are you saying CRISPR is something like CRISPR is destroying our? I'm saying that if you have a predisposition to alcohol, a part of your genetic makeup includes an ancestor who also liked to have a good time. <laughs> That's true. Like, <laughs> but don't so you don't think that it's a good idea to alter that if you want to alter them, if you want to replace them because the predisposition to alcohol is one part of it, but it's another part to it. Like, things don't have a singular function, yeah. But it ain't it, like, oh, we just gonna take clean, we just gonna just snatch the alcoholism out of this person and think that all you're gonna get is alcoholism. You're getting every dynamic that came from the spirits that live within you that that contribute to your liking for alcohol. So I guess it's kind of, that just seems like a tough decision. Like, because I guess what I'm saying is, so I'll use myself for an example. Like my parents are were addicts. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure somewhere in there, in their parents, and it's just genetic. So I'm sure in there, in me, I have that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fortunately, I wasn't, um, I didn't have to fall under those same circumstances they did that might have activated whatever that thing was and that they fell a victim to. I have been able to come out of that part of life without those things. So I'm fortunate enough to have that option. But if someone in a situation that would make, like would kick off that thing, the alcoholism. And what if their only hope for not experiencing alcoholism because they're in the same environment under the same circumstances. But if we could just turn this one thing off, maybe that'll give them a fighting chance to escape the circumstance without, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm that's a hard decision, right? I'm with you. They are gonna fight something. You, but, so you, you wouldn't, you would just go with the, if they said, I'll take this out and put this in. We are who we are in this world. I still don't really. And uh, you can conquer it. You can conquer it. But that's, conquer what? You can conquer anything. That's true. You can conquer, you can conquer anything. And a lot of those predispositions are your test. The predispositions are, but the the lived experience of is not a, like it's the actual thing. It's not the test. It's like an act. It's not a drill. Like it's you are actually drill. an alcoholic. You are actually a drug addict. You didn't have a chance to to get in front of the disp- predisposition. You are here now with this thing that you couldn't get ahead of. So like 
how do you, because now you got to fight through that. It's not, it's different than fighting the urge to say, you know what, like me, I didn't bring no alcohol. I said, I wanted to bring a bottle of something, but like I said, let me make a better decision. Mm -hmm. That's not how everybody functions. That's a blessing. That's a blessing, but that's evolution. Yeah, but everybody ain't evolved. So, like, what do we do with pe- or do? Is that just like pe- some people gotta? I told you, I'm lost in the people <laughs> that's lost in the world, and, and and I also told you, like, my my goal in life not to save them. I get it. Like, I, like my goal in life is like for the future generations that come up. I want to really. I think we should really start focusing on like pre-treatment of things like how do we develop the paradigm a paradigm that aids us in fighting our predispositions to certain addictions that can prevent us from learning how to develop ourselves and evolve like so at an infant age if at a, at a at an infant age we should start focusing on treatment for the different things that ail us in our families and in our communities that's like, true, but that I just I just think like that's true. It's just such a luxury. It's it's not a luxury. Learning about English and math and social studies, that's a luxury. Mm-hmm. Like spending eight hours learning about those things is a true luxury when you have a predisposition to an addiction. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like learning we gotta reorient education and everything in a way that we really start to address the concerns of our community mm-hmm. in the education. like. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, where does that start? Like, who? I know that you're... So that's part of your mm-hmm. bigger purpose. Like, you're going to create that mm-hmm. for your people. Yes. Your people. My people. Everybody doesn't have a rich. Everybody don't have a rich. They don't. Everybody like, don't have a rich. And that's the only reason I'm in school. They, But but everybody doesn't even have a rich at his worst, which was still rich. And had the ability to still have something internal, whether you recognize it or not, that pulled somebody out of something. That's real. But that's everybody real. don't even have that. Like, er, somebody got a rich that never figured it out. Uh, but that's the thing, though. Like, I got to go and do it. You know what I mean? I, I can't save the the rich in somebody. I might not can save the rich in somebody else's community right now, but I can write the blueprint. Right. Like, so they have access to so it. So they some will find it. Like some will find it and more will find it after them. Like it's gotta be a comfortability to let go with the present. Like to let go with the present status of things. And really start focusing, like you, like you were saying earlier, 10 years ago, my mind really be like a thousand years in the future. Mm-hmm. Like what seeds can I plant now that roots can go as deep into the ground and and branches can go as far into the sky, like right now, that it can just grow in both directions for a thousand years. Like I might not save the people now. But if I can manifest my juice, I like the manifested juices. Yeah, I'm taking that with me. But if I can manifest my juices, you know what I mean? Like, then I can can really start addressing key issues for our community in ways that are are easily duplicated for other people. Like, when Mm -hmm. I started talking about the Rich Village Community Project, 
that's what I really am talking about. Like, I'm really talking about how do we create this sustainable village of people who are living in community and also working with one another to address key problems by taking the luxuries that usually the luxuries that we are granted that usually take away from our ability to address those concerns. Like I said, we're going to school for eight hours a day only to end up in a prison, a pipeline system, you know, in the prison pipeline system, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So like, how can we reorient the things that we are doing already mm -hmm. to help people address the problems that they are having? Cause a lot of times it's just never been made a big deal. Like, yeah, it's never been made a big deal, and it's kind of been like a joke. It's kind of been like a joke. Like mm -hmm. we can we can say, oh, if you don't learn this algebra, you are going to like yeah, you're gonna fail. You're gonna like, fail. You ain't going. I still haven't. I still don't use like what is it Pythagorean theorem. The Pythagorean I still theorem. don't use. I don't know. I mean, like I still haven't found a space for it in my wax studio. And I'm not saying it's not useful, but I think it's a it's a very specific thing. That's why they need to bring back like trades yeah. in schools and stuff. To we had a full, and I've I've heard several people say it, but the, we had a full functioning beauty salon in in both the high schools that I went to. Like you can, those girls were graduating, or girls and guys, they were graduating with all of their hours so that they can just go take the bar, take the um state board, like. The the um, woodworking programs, the mechanical, <clears throat> excuse me, the mechanic programs and like those things help people like skip that pipeline because yeah. there's a purpose earlier on. Like it doesn't feel so lost if you're like, I don't want to be a teacher or I don't want to be X, Y and Z, you know. So I think that'll help it out. But you said something interesting. Do you think the prison to pipeline conversation uh, typically centers around black men? Or is are black women a part of that conversation? Let me be careful. <laughs> I always have to say that. Everything is an attack on black women. Okay. Everything is an attack on black women. Y'all are the key. Y'all the key. Y'all the key. Y'all go, y'all can get in every place and every space in the world. Every space and every place in the world y'all can get. Somebody gonna impress me when they get a black vice president, black man. <laughs> like a black vice president, black a black male vice president. Yeah. Huh. I think that would be something we would, I think we'll see a few more black women in that space than black men. Hmm. Black women have that ability. Mm -hmm. Black women, do, black women demand the respect. A black woman will demand the respect of another black man before a black man will demand the respect of another black man. Well, what made me ask you that is because the other day I was thinking about like how when when you think of the prison pipeline, typically there's imagery that goes along with it, and it's always like young black boys, and like they they give us what that's supposed to look like, but. I was also thinking about um, black women being exhausted. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like they are duping us again because now it's for black women, the college to consumerism pipeline. And so like they get the money on the front end when you're going in to get the degrees. And then on the other side, they get it right back. 
because they sell you a lifestyle that says you gotta you gotta be, you know, um, fly. You gotta be this and that. And then I I wonder like how those two things coincide. You know what I mean? Because if you're looking at statistics, unfortunately, the the crime rates can sometimes not lean in our favor as far as black men are concerned. But black women are getting degrees and we're doing all these things, but we are exhausted, I think, like tired. It's exhausting to keep up with all of that. You know what I mean? So we still not winning. I mean, we're winning on paper, you know? Definitely, definitely. But again, it's this idea of duality. Like it's a duality to the situation. Like watching somebody get hurt to me is worse than someone hurting me. Like mm-hmm. watching someone I got love for be hurt or be exhausted, like hurts me. Yeah. Hurts me, hurts me, devastates me. That's give, love. give me the pain. Give me the pain. Well, those are the people you love, I can right? carry it. Yeah, I can carry it. I can carry it. Like, mm-hmm. I can carry it, you know? And, but like I said, like you said, the lion is chasing us. All the time. The lion is chasing us. Like, like I'm I'm in the middle of a battle. The lion of humanity. Like, what does it mean to be human? Like, what does it mean to be human? Because then we start learning that it's a difference between our humanity and our citizenship. Mm-hmm. You know, being a human is one thing, but being a citizen is another. What do you tell me? What that means? What does being a citizen mean? I never thought about that. Um, being a citizen is to accept certain protections with the forfeit of certain freedoms. Understood. And it's also an agreement to be a member of society, like a social contract. It's a social contract. Citizenship is a social contract, and it is also a national contract. Because you also you're because also is I will also give thirty percent of my value per year. I will give thirty percent of my production per year to the crown. Yeah, I'm more interested in being a human. Like (laughs) everybody is, but that ain't. It's impossible. How? I mean, why? The lion is coming. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. The lion is here. There are ways to not be chased by the lion. What it's, is the lion for it's, you? The lion it's, is... way, it's ways not to be bothered by the lion chasing you. Okay. Because you're you're protected. Like, first, you got to protect yourself from the lion, or you're not even going to be able to have that type of discussion. True. Like, you got to be well insulated. You got to know that this lion will not end me. Mm-hmm. Before you can even get there, once you protect yourself from the lion, once you shield yourself from the lion, you also have to get used to, like, wow, like then you can start looking at it like, oh, okay, my problems. I like being able to look at your problems and diagnose them in ways that you can figure out solutions to them that work in more permanent ways is a true luxury. Mm-hmm. That's an absolute luxury. That's I recognize a- that. Like evolution is a true luxury. Mm-hmm. The butterfly wasn't born a butterfly; it was born a caterpillar. 
As a caterpillar, has got to worry about people stomping on it. As a caterpillar, has got to worry about the wind knocking off its course. As a caterpillar, has to worry about just traveling, going about its day and running into a spider web and becoming prey to a bigger part of the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. But then it gets into this cocoon, it dances, and it sheds off uh, this this layer of itself and goes into itself. This hardest layer is its base layer. Mm-hmm. The layer it sheds off, and that's the cocoon. It don't wove it. And then you come out anew. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, the, that's what it's about. Like, the evolution is what it's about. The evolution. Mm-hmm. Evolve, 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 evolve. I'm challenging everybody to evolve in mm-hmm. every way that they could fathomly believe. But it's through daily intentional output like it's through daily intentional output it's through those affirmations this is going to be what you are you are not anything that you do not do like i refuse for someone to tell me that they are anything that they do not do religiously like i don't want to hear it if you ain't doing it don't tell me that that is you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, because yeah. you got to be about what you talk about. Like you got to, <laughs> I get it. I you, understand. You got to give me that wisdom. You like if you're not in a position to to grant wisdom, I don't want knowledge. I don't want wisdom, knowledge. You work for the wisdom. The wisdom is the wisdom is in the work that you've done and the things you've overcome, and you know that's um that's a good one because I mean like knowledge is easy to come by. As much as people might not believe that in the social media time and like we have access to everything, Excellent. you can gain knowledge. And the beautiful, the, the beautiful thing about that is uh, knowledge is the translation of wisdom. But what happens when you translate? You lose a part of the substance. Mm. Something gets lost in the explaining. Lost in translation. Lost in (laughs) translation. That's where the term comes from. You can have something in English, but if you have to translate it into another language like Spanish or French, some context just won't be translatable because it doesn't exist in the other language yet. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like when um, sometimes you hear people, maybe from other countries with different dialects. Um, singing certain types of music mm-hmm. and it's like it sounds beautiful but there's an experience of the person who sang it first Yeah, that you cannot you, it's, it doesn't matter how much you relate to the lyrics or the feeling or the beat, it doesn't matter there is an essence that comes along with the originator that you, and that's to your point about lost in translation, like things get lost in translation like you cannot you can't mimic that Facts, 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 because everything gets lost in translation because the thing about, you're talking about college consumerism. When you consume something, you you, you don't own it. You don't own it. When do you own it? When I manifest my juice. Then that's what you own. You own the juice. The person who consumes the juice doesn't own the juice. It's still your juice. <laughs> like this juice thing is just really it's your juice. feeding itself, and it's I mean, making me happy. <laughs> it's the basis of the it's because it's a yeah. it's just a wonderful it's just a wonderful thing because like that cup could have had poison in it. 
Mm-hmm. That cup could have very easily been tequila. Mm-hmm. But what are people pouring into your cup, though? Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. everybody pouring into your cup. Everybody pouring into your cup. Sometimes we can insulate the people who we provide service to. We can say, nah, because you paid me. Mm-hmm. It's a transaction. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's nothing transformational mm-hmm. that can happen here, you know. That's not true. I'm just saying on the lamest terms. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because I was asking you about your clients and like, yeah. he's like you know, like, I, I don't got to a space where I can Yeah, just... like just let it go. But it's still, I still hear it, you know, like, and the transformation may just be on the other end. And that's kind of the point because that is the position I'm in. It's like, I'm here for you to do that. Facts. And so I don't have to absorb it, but I'm here for you to do that. You know what I mean? So it's still, I think that's transformational. You know, even though it's transactional, I think that um, because money is what we have to deal in is what we got to take. You know what I mean? Time is what we deal in. Yes, time is what we deal in. That's true. Time is what we dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, the money make it transactional because the, the wisdom you've acquired, like, took time. Mm-hmm. Like, it took time for you to be able to connect with somebody like that in the process of a service that they're getting from you. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a pocket that you know how to fit into. Mm-hmm. And people can relate to that. It, it's genuine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if I go to the McDonald's wax spot, it's kind of like, yeah. this feels like McDonald's. I'm yeah. kind of used you to. You might get the, a different person the next time uh, or, you know. This feel like McDonald's. I'm used to True Lux. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to maestros. Like mm-hmm. this don't feel. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Like so, like that's why it kind of becomes transactional to me because it's like I'm, I'm giving you. You seeking this out, and I'm giving you something. You yeah. came here for something. I allowed you into this space mm-hmm. to take advantage of something that I took a lot of time. To cultivate. To cultivate, you mm-hmm. know, like they said, they was, um, you can give a, a graphic designer who's been doing art his whole life, her whole life, they could draw some up in 10 minutes, say, oh, this is a thousand dollars. And you'd be like, a thousand dollars, it took you 10 minutes to draw it, but it took you 10 years to like perfect it out. Yeah. And that's what my boy Biz was saying in an in interview we just did with some other guys, like about a dude like drawing on a napkin, like mm-hmm. it, it took me years to it took me years to get here. Like you, you time traveling every day, every, every day. day, going back to that moment until it becomes muscle memory. Like then, and I tell my clients like waxing is an art and it's a skill, and because it's good money, like it's it's quick. You can do this very quickly. This thing. Um, I think some people get into it just for that purpose. So, you know, like, it's like you go in and I, I hear the stories when they come see me and they're like, girl, this, you know, this is much different. I was, that woman was waxing me for an hour for, you know, like it hurt so bad. I left so sore. And I'm just like, none of that shit makes sense to me. Because if you are treating it as your skill and you're caring about it, like, you know, Forget the client for a minute. Like, just think about how you want to be perceived in your profession. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't want to be the person that somebody go tell a story about unless it's because it was an amazing experience. Yes. I don't want to be the girl. So here's the thing. Funny thing. I'm a whole business lady. I do body waxing head to toe. I I wax brows, but I'm a very conservative waxer when it comes to brows because, like, you you can't ruin somebody's brows. That's a that's a tough situation if you mess up a woman's brows, particularly our face, our countenance is so important on a day-to-day basis. But sometimes people come to me and they want like these brows that just aren't my ministry. Like they just not. And I'm okay with saying that. There's a girl down the hall from me um, who her brows are like ridiculous. Like she is talented. She can really, really, really do amazing brows. I have referred several, several of my clients to her for the brows. Because I know what my like, I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. She knows what she's doing, and there's no reason that I have to pretend. I don't have to do nothing else but what I do, and that keeps it. That makes it so the only conversations that people, when they leave, have are that was a really good experience because I didn't step outside of the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Like I don't go to the dentist for my heart trouble. Like you need a specialist. You need somebody who does the thing you go you went there to do. I'm a firm believer that if it's for everybody, it's not for anybody. Like that's for a lot of things. Like if I walk in, it's like Walmart. <laughs> Walmart got a nail salon, a bank, a what, Subway or Auntie Annie's. They got a tire shop. They got a floral or garden area. And like that's convenient, yes, but like at what cost? Yeah. You know, like what cost? So, I I'm that's important to me is like staying in that space of like doing the thing I do because it adds to the experience. Yeah, and and you stay in a space of expertise. Yeah. Like half the time you're in the floral department of Super Walmart and nobody over there knows anything about plants and flowers. Yeah, you point out some roses, they like them tulips. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> exactly. Staying in, you got to stay within the confines of your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like when you're dealing with others. Mm-hmm. You know, but by, when you're alone, explore. Yeah, that's true. Explore. Know nothing. The more I know, the less I know. That's what I'm learning in life right now. We don't know nothing. At all. We don't know nothing. Like, I can't stress it enough. We do not know nothing. Like, for us to be thinking that we have this understanding of the world that is so, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I understand why it's so prevalent. People don't really want to accept that you don't know nothing. It's hard to accept because then you got to like, you have to be receptive and vulnerable when you don't know something. So imagine not knowing anything, you know, (laughs) like that's that's real, especially that's real because imagine not accepting anything. Yeah, that's hard. Like, I'm not just about to accept that this is that Mm -hmm. because you told me this was that Mm -hmm. and you ain't never been there. Mm-hmm. You talking about them damn planets? Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it though. I get what you're saying, but I don't know, man. But it's everything. You ain't never been there. If you ain't been there, you ain't been there. You had to be there to talk about it. That's true. That's true. You had to be there to embark wisdom on a thing. Like, mm-hmm. 
So you don't think, so do you think that people, you don't think people who have not maybe had the experience would have any, like anything to offer you on it? No. Not even because they've maybe had an opportunity to view it objectively enough that they- The only thing they could do is tell me, is point me in a direction to somebody they know who's done it. But what if, what if they- are catching like what if they are seeing your blind spots because they are objective they know what you don't see because maybe there's another element that got you wrapped up in it that, that's making you not be able to see something that could potentially like save your life or protect yourself you know what I mean like or you just think the person that's talking to you about whatever the thing is has to have done it or has to have done that thing for someone else okay like they had to have been the person who's never done it but taught somebody like you have to practice it ain't point. no way around it it's no way around the work that's true there is nothing we can do it's no amount of books you can read that's going to make the workload lighter that's true like you could read a thousand books about protecting your energy but if you don't start building a fort it won't happen like Knowledge and knowing things is amazing. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to feed your mind. We should all be students forever, but should we should all be practitioners of what of truth too? And the only truth is doing. That's the only real. That's the only real. It ain't real unless you felt. That's a word. That's what's, a word. What's not felt is not real. Mm, see, I always thought that feel is real, but not true. That's not the truth all the time. Right. In golf, they say you you got to learn the difference between your feels and your reals. Mm-hmm. Like, because you can you can feel, feel like be you're real, doing man. Feel be so real, but it ain't that ain't what you're really doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is this? What is this thing that you think you're doing? What is that really? Mm-hmm. And and how does the thing you want to do really feel? Mm-hmm. Like. That's a mighty leap to take, though, to figure out, like, what is the thing you want to do? What is that? Like, how do you know that you're getting into that space that you can, like, um, recognize it, you know, when it starts to become that thing that you really want? Like, how do you get there? Work. Yeah, but that's scary for some people. That's so scary. Because, like, you you know how much much shit you got to, so many things, like, get released in the work yes and you have to purge yourself continuously over and over again in the work because like you can't take all that shit with you but like that's so terrifying the thought of it see i feel like in my life i was forced into the work Mm -hmm. something in me which i still am understanding put me in the work and was like do this work like i it never it's kind of like when I'm telling you, like, I didn't even realize how my body was carrying me through the trauma. Like, I didn't even realize that I was in the thick of the work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know that that was happening. And I'm just like, now I'm on the other side of it. And now I can recognize it. But like, some people are going to always not know that they in the thick of the work. So you can't start participating in it. It's just happening to you. But some people are just not working. Some people just not working. Like it, I feel like we all work and we just not aware of it. Some of us not aware that this is the work. No, because we we like glo- we like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We romanticize the work. 
Like we we want to say, oh, you know, nigga, I was out there. That I don't know why I did a boy's voice, but like I don't know why I did a man. <laughs> but like you know, I was out here, you know, getting to this money, getting to this bread. You know, however people talk, that's really grandiose and you know, boisterous and like, you know, I was like, we we romanticize the work, and we want to have these triumphant stories, and then there's so much failure built into the work because that matters and you need that. We, we romanticize it, so we can't even get to the good stuff. The only people who romanticize the work is people who network. The people putting in that work, you don't hear the romantic, you don't hear the romantics from the people who are actually putting in the work. If somebody's coming to me, talk about they've been on the block, I'm on the block, I'm getting guap. Why does it mm-hmm. sound like you're about to rap? <laughs> like, what's the, that's what it is. What's this it rap is. song? Like, I'm on the block, getting guap, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, like, why are you right here? I get it. Like the block gonna close. I think the like. <laughs> I think what keeps happening in in this space that when we're talking, what I hear is like, and I think that's just kind of like a masculine and feminine trait is like you're just like here. Why aren't you doing it? No, I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm like, don't tell me what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> do it. That's that's what I'm saying. That's straightforward. Me, I'm just like I'm in the nuance of why it's not happening. I'm like it's not it's not happening. Not because like nobody like not even using the term doing the work. Just like nobody wants to be in a bad spot. Nobody wants to. I don't know that there are many people. I'm sure maybe there's a lot of people on earth. You don't know everybody's feelings, but. You good, you good, you good. Take your time because my whole thing is I could get all the reasons why the work not happening. Like it's been a lot of things and they're creating new things to prevent you from making sure that the work is not happening. True. But I'm also telling you, I'm not even, and again, I told you, I'm not trying to save nobody. It's not none of your business. But if you come into me asking why, Something hasn't come, why you haven't manifested something you want to manifest. And I see a lack of work in manifesting that thing. I'm a point to the lack of work. Like, I, because you always get a return on investment on the work you put in. I understand that. You always, like. You do. That's if, true. If it don't add up, like, if it, if something not added, hold on, you, you really grinding like that and nothing I I get it. I understand. I just think some people don't have the luxury of that mental, that mental space. That's it. And I think I feel I feel for that uh, that station or that that position. I feel for people because I just feel like I've been in that too. I've been there where it's like I I be there sometimes now. Like I, you know what I'm saying. To be honest. Like I have moments. I'm just like you know what. I definitely could have could have gone a little harder on that. Uh, whatever I was doing or I, you know, like I feel like, and if I have those moments, I, I try to be gentle with myself in those moments. You know what I mean? Facts. Facts. Be kind to myself. We all have those things. Like we all have those things. All I'm saying is the reason why we can't be, we can't have, we can't be stressed over those things not happening when we know, but you I'm, know what I mean? Cause yeah, you but have, like, you, because the original part of this part of the conversation was you saying like you basically you can't take a shirt from a naked man. Like if 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 you ain't done it, I you can't tell me about it. 
But in, for me, what I'm saying is if you haven't necessarily done it, there might be some wisdom in the why you haven't done it. And so I consider that instead of saying, well, you just ain't done the work. It's like, no, maybe there's some wisdom in there. In yeah, facts. I'm just saying with that man with no shirt, we're not talking about making shirts. I'm not about <laughs> to sit here and talk to you about making shirts. You got to embark some other kind of wisdom on me. Like everybody carry, everybody, you spend 24 hours doing something. You putting in work doing something. Ain't, it ain't nothing getting done. All I'm telling you is the things that manifested in your life are just products of the work you put in. Mm-hmm. Like, so everything you have, you produced. <laughs> I, I I just I'm just saying, if there are people who if there are people who maybe not have experienced the thing that I'm needing insight into, I wouldn't I would be a little more open to hearing them. I'm always open for to that reason people. though. That's the reason, is all I'm saying. I just want to know about what you're doing. <laughs> Like, cause I like that's the wisdom for me. But sometimes what you're doing is not where the wisdom is for me. It's the wisdom, it's there and it's yours. But there might be wisdom in something else in yourself that I need for the particular thing I need from you. So I want to hear more about that other stuff too, because if if you become a, a truck driver, I'm not necessarily like, oh yeah, like let me hear about it. But if there's something in your story as to why it's taking so long or why you haven't done it yet, there's there's wisdom in those things too. I agree. It, it got you to your arrival at this stage of inaction. I agree. I'm just gonna keep the convo brief. Oh. <laughs> like it's just it's just, you know, like I I get where you're coming from. Like everybody has something to offer to someone, mm-hmm. to everyone. You know, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But it's got to be like an elevator pitch. It's not even an elevator pitch. It's just talk from what you know. Okay. For sure. Talk from your experience. You can teach me about your experiences Mm -hmm. because that's what you've done. Like, I don't don't judge nobody. Yeah. Like, I love everybody. I will sit down and I will talk for hours to any human, shirt or no shirt. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just not about to be talking about certain things with certain people. Like... I, I just I would genuinely like to talk to you about you. Mm-hmm. I can get that. I don't want to talk about the things you wanted to do. I want to talk about the things you've done. You can tell me why you chose to do those things instead of to doing the things you allegedly really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk to me about that. That's mm-hmm. a genuine. That's also a genuine experience. Not that's that's lived experiences i'm all about lived experiences mm-hmm. share with me your lived experiences and i know i could learn a great deal of things from someone yeah. but if you just talking just to be th- yeah that's the thing the woulda just coulda, saying anything shoulda if i i mean i had to stop doing that too like i that's a i'm just fresh off that kind of stuff like really just cuz I'm feeling more empowered in myself. You know, I'm feeling more uh, powerful and I'm feeling more in control of the things I can control. And I'm more clear on most of the things that I can't. And when when new things that I can't control show up that maybe I'm not familiar with, I'm more prepared to accept that I can't. Yeah. And so, you know, that's just the space I'm in with that. I respect it. I respect it. You definitely got me thinking, you know, maybe I need to be nicer. It's just like 
If if we all like to your point, like if you are just here visiting, what do you do when you visit a place? You go look at stuff. You learn about the place, the landscape, because you're visiting. You may not come back, or it might become your favorite place. But like, you have to like tour the landscape. Facts, but you here to do something. You're supposed to do something while you're here. <laughs> like, you can sit here and lollygag if you want and play with this thing called life. But like you have a divine purpose, like, and the charge is it's never too late. But, but what's wrong with just what if somebody just feels like that's not that, like they don't have a purpose? Like some people just want to be human. Then they could teach me about that. So you're just going to extract a lesson out of all of it. I'm gonna extract. I'm gonna extract. I judge people. I, I mean, not judge people, but I look at people. My perception for people is formed by their aspirations and their intentionality. Like I look at someone's aspirations, and then I look at the intention behind their actions and agency, because their intention behind their actions and agency is going to determine their lived experiences. And if it all is aligned, then the things you do on a daily basis. Might not be all the things you do, but at some point, because it, gotta get to that ten thousand hours, right? If mm-hmm. it's gotta align, like you're you are in this place and you have aspirations to get into this place, I like to see footsteps going into that place. But if you're one of those people who talk about aspirations and the destination being here, but constantly here, 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 like talk to me about where you're going. So <laughs> is this because like the and so is it because for you, when you are interacting with the world, you you require something back from it? No, I require something. The only thing I require something back is from the things I work to manifest. Right. But what I'm saying is because the reason why I listen to people in the way that I do is because I just have a genuine curiosity sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes it's just like, damn, that's. That's an interesting way that your life happened for you. And I don't necessarily get nothing from it. I just, I'm curious about people. Like, how'd you, like, you know. I, I wish I was like that. I don't be caring. It's, I'm so curious about a lot of things. I just, like, like some things just, especially things I haven't been through or can't relate to. It's so refreshing because I don't have to like engage it. I get to just experience it and observe it and I don't have to do anything with it. And there's there's so many things in life that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And you you have to do something with the information you get. Like I get tired of knowing shit, like the stuff I do know, you know, <laughs> like I get tired of knowing. I get tired of like thinking about things. I get tired of figuring it out. I get tired of having answers. Like I just want to, encounter something I don't know or haven't heard or if not for no other reason just to have useless information. I have so much useless information, but it's useful to me because it allows me to not, I didn't know it. Yeah. And it lets me know that there's still, it, it keeps the wonder of life for me. That's beautiful. I just don't have no curiosity. Mm. I just don't, I don't, I know that I don't know nothing. I know nobody else know nothing. I know that we don't know nothing. That's true. And I, but I do know that we've all You don't gotten, be curious about, so like... I think we've all gotten feedback, though. But you're not curious about, like, what other people don't know? I don't even be asking questions. Oh, man, I love when people tell me, like, I don't know. I I really, really love hearing about people's lives. Like, 
I have a client. I saw her today. She's a teacher. And I've been waxing her for a couple years. And she is, she loves her students. She uh, has stories about her job. And it's, And with this client in particular, I don't necessarily talk all the time. And sometimes in interactions, I'm usually the one speaking because I have something to mm-hmm. impart in, for someone. But this woman in particular, like, I just like hearing about her job stuff. And I, don't, yeah. I ain't a teacher. I ain't never been a teacher. But I just like hearing about her job stuff. That's real. You know? So hopefully maybe one day you'll be curious. I mean, I, I again, I listen to everybody. Like, I listen to everybody. I engage with every human I, I well, I'm the type I talk to people all I talk to strangers all day. Mm-hmm. But a level of me is just detached detached from it because it's it's a translation. Unless unless, they, unless they've done it. Unless I see LeBron. Oh. <laughs> I see LeBron outside. Mm-hmm. And I saw a young man that at the age of 12 said he wanted to be something and then put in work every day to become it. Like, if you run from the work, you got to hide from the money. I'll accept that. You know, like, I'd I be watching Kobe Bryant interviews and he would talk about, like, why he wouldn't pass the ball to some of his teammates. Like, they don't practice. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not serious, I'm not passing the rock to you. I get it. I'm and again, everybody not trying to win a championship. It's okay to just be in the league, the league of life. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just be in the league. It's okay to be in the league. But over here at the rich organization, <laughs> you in the game. We are in the game and we are trying to win. I'm battling between the bench and the game. That's my battle. So it's just because, like, I'm more interested. Like, I spend so much time on the bench that now that I'm in the game, I realize that the bench has benefits. That's not – and it's not a lazy statement because there's still work being done from the bench. No, I feel it. I'm looking at it like a team owner. Mm-hmm. I could care about the team winning. Mm-hmm. Or I could just benefit from the team wherever they win or lose. Mm-hmm. Like, I could play it either way. I could play. It'll be easier for me, like, to be the other way. Cause then, like, I could really just mm-hmm. on the, especially on the business end, I could just snap into another human. Mm-hmm. But like, nah. Like, a part of me is like, I have to build it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have to build it. I mean, that's good for you though, because like somebody got to do that stuff too. Somebody, everybody got to do. Somebody got to play to win. It ain't so, for everybody. It ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. But just because, and and again, like I don't want to help all. My goal is not to help all black people. <laughs> just going out and say it now, huh? Straight up. Yeah. Okay. But I do think I'm going to manifest things that'll benefit any black person that comes into contact with it. Mm-hmm. Like you just the roots. I'm just and, and the roots and the seeds, and the tree will come and like. I'm just the space. Like, the soil. I'm just soil. Like I'm just space. Like mm-hmm. if you find the space, you find the soil. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You can grow crops. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want to be. Like I just want to be fertile soil. Well, that's solid. That's solid. You know. And yeah. the only way I could be fertile soil is to, in my life, experiment, 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 try new things, work at new things, become mm-hmm. better at those things, and share those things. Yeah, that's solid. Become a vessel of of, of hard-earned truth. I take that. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> we was rapping, though. We be rapping. We was rapping though, but I really think I'm about to change the name of my podcast to the Rich Village Community. You should. To the Rich Rich Village Community, the Rich Village Community Project. Thank you, you giving me some inspiration <laughs> for today. I'm glad, I'm glad. But now on the real though, just some parting words for everybody. It's a lot going on in the world right now. A lot of people are dealing with different traumas that they haven't even fully realized yet. A lot of people have just realized that, wow, I can be free right now. Like freedom is a possibility for me. Like freedom to make my own decisions, the freedom to live life the way I want to live it. The freedom to make choices that align with my own ambitions and my own will. And today we just encouraging you guys to follow those, to follow that urge. Follow that urge to liberate yourself in whatever way that looks like. Something that has helped me with that is I genuinely show up as my whole self. As cliche as that might sound, it's full of buzzwords, but there's so much freedom in honestly not caring what people will think of you after you leave a room. I, I intentionally think of that because I can, I, I'm, a, I'm very transparent and my life, like I'm like, oh, another cliche. I'm like a walking testimony Like I've been through a lot and I'm here and I'm on the other side of it and I'm in a much better space. And like, I used to be so afraid sometimes of showing up in spaces because I have a a big heart. I'm very sensitive. I, I like to share my life experiences. Like I like for people to feel more empowered. I'm a firm believer that, you know, in most interactions you should leave better than you showed up. Mm -hmm. And I like to be sure that I'm a I'm a vessel for that to happen for people. And so something that helps me continue on is just to like, I don't worry about what anyone is going to think about me when I leave the room. You may worry about what they think of you as you enter the room, but just be in the room mm-hmm. and be. I say the things, if, if I, I approach life very childlike, I'm trying to learn that again. If something makes me uncomfortable, I say it. If I don't understand something, I say it. If if I don't know how to take a joke the same way you do, I say it. Um, and I don't care if people if I leave and people say, you know, she, you know, eh, eh. you know how people are. Everybody's so apathetic and got to be like hardcore and like, you know, unbothered. Like I'm bothered by stuff, and I talk about the things that bother me, and I cry about the things that bother me. But that has helped me. We're pushing through because I get to live life very freely that way. Yeah. So just be, be in the room. Just be there. A word. That's what I had. A word. Be present. Yep. Involve yourself. Mm-hmm. Evolve. All of that. Evolve. Evolve. 
is rich. Another special thank you to our guest, Lana. Check her out. Saltarewax.com. Saltarewax.com. S-A-L-T-E-R-R-A-E-Wax.com. That's how you spell it. Check her out. Check her out. Do yourself a favor. We love y'all, man. Love you guys. Peace. Bye.